what's going on everyone? This is Ray McIntyre with Project Sandlot and Major League University. And we're bringing you today, we're going to be bringing Sandlot Talk. This is going to be a separate podcast from our typical uh, Champion School podcast. Uh, but we are going to bring on guests every once in a while. So for today, we have Lauren Turton. She is a business coach uh, and she also is doing many, many things. She's an entrepreneur, um, does a great job with the click funnel as we'll kind of get into uh and she also has her own nft and is diving into um the nft space with a podcast that she'll be coming out with shortly as well so um all of her info is going to be posted in the dms or the comments below so check that out and um yeah i hope you guys enjoy it see ya so just provide a little background to get started um for where you're at, you're kind of doing a lot of things, which is awesome. Um, let's give us a little bit of a background. I know you're in San Diego, uh, but tell us about you. So background wise, let's see, I'll start early childhood because that's when I first started my entrepreneurial journey. My parents were the type of parents that wouldn't give me extras. I would ask for a candy bar and their reply would be, no, we provided you three meals. We're not buying you a candy bar, buy it yourself. Yeah. Eight-year-old Lauren was like, how do I buy a candy bar myself? I don't, I don't have money. I don't have a means to do this. And my parents told me, figure it out. So I found someone with a skill set that I did not have, which was making jewelry. And I asked this lady to teach me how to make jewelry. Soon enough, I was making jewelry, selling it to my parents, friends. And then I had the idea of asking the local store if I could set up my jewelry there and sell it to their customers. So that's the first time that I made my own money. And you better believe I was buying candy bars and ice cream bars on my own. Yep. And from there, I've always had that mindset of like, how can I make more money in the situation that I'm in? So another example is in high school, I always had a full-time job in high school, but I realized that I could make more money if I cross-trained in every department at the grocery store I worked at. I also found out that someone I knew owned a cleaning company and they were making like $20 an hour. Now, mind you, at the time I was making $5.15 an hour. So $20 an hour was astronomical. And I was 16 years old and I would go clean offices after school. So I've always had that mindset. After I graduated high school, Everybody else was going off to university and I had the intentions to do that, but I also wanted to move. I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio. So I moved to Portland, Oregon with my godfather and I lived with him, his wife and his three little boys. And I enrolled at a community college because I wanted to claim residency in Oregon. And then I dropped out. And then I decided I didn't like living in Portland. So I moved to Long Beach, California with some buddies of mine from high school. I got accepted at Cal State University, Long Beach dropped out. Soon I realized I have no money. So yeah. I went back to Dayton, Ohio, and I always would enroll in school and drop out. And around 21 is when I realized, you know what? You're a really good worker. Focus on work. And I was in the service industry. I was a server, became a bartender. And again, I always had that mindset of like, how can I make more money? Yeah. And at some point I did finally complete some higher education. I got a certificate in photography at a community college in Dayton and I started a photography business. It was a learning experience, meaning it failed. And I always had in my mind, like I'm going to have a business one day and I would try these ventures and they wouldn't work out. 
So I moved to San Diego when I was 26 years old, which is almost 10 years ago. And again, I started in the service industry and that led me to thinking, how can I make more money? So I went into event production. I had no experience in event production. I emailed all these production companies in San Diego. And one of the companies I actually stalked the owner for about six to eight months before she hired me. And that's how I got into the event production industry. And from there is where I learned so many skills, not only in event production, but photo shoot production, video production, branding, marketing. We handled high level, high budget events. And I worked for that company for five years. That company shut down. And that was the point in time where I made the decision to go all in on having my own company. And that was only three years ago. So the first six months of having my own business, I started offering services that I knew from the event production world, which were photo shoot production, video production, branding, marketing, things like that. And I wrapped up my first six months in business with 15 clients. But I soon realized that if I kept working in the way that I was working, I would never be able to scale past a certain point. I was meeting with clients in person, one-to-one, project-to-project, gig-to-gig. And I saw people that had these online-based businesses. Now, I'm not a tech person. I'm not computer savvy. I'm not great at these things. So when I thought to myself, I want to have an online-based business, I literally had no idea how to make that happen. So I found someone, a wonderful coach. Her name is Danielle Leslie. And I looked at her business and I basically took it piece by piece. And I said, what's a membership site? What's an online program? What's a sales funnel? I knew nothing about these. And I locked myself in my room for an entire month and I learned click funnels. Wow. Torture. Absolutely torture. (laughs) And I would do it for like 12 to 14 hours a day so I could learn how to have this knowledge. Soon I figured out, okay, this is how you make an online course. This is how you have an online program. So I started working with clients online and again, it was in the space of like, you know, marketing, branding projects like that. And from there that turned into people finding out that I knew how to make an online based business. And that's when I launched my first program and we launched uh, pre COVID. And so we were doing really great COVID hit. And I essentially had to shut that offer down because my clients still had physical practices and they couldn't make payments and we had to shut it down. So then I took time off for like a month or two. And then I said, Lauren, what are you, what are you going to do now? It's COVID. Everyone's in lockdown. You're by yourself. And I decided to write a book. And so I took what it was I was doing with my clients previous, and I put it into book format. And from there that helped me also develop the program that I launched after the book called soul career clarity. And from there, that's really when my business started to take off was in October when I released the book. And then people knew that I had a program based off the book. I was going hardcore with organic marketing and my business just skyrocketed. Gosh, you've done so much like, and worn so many different hats, which is incredible. And, and kind of the mindset you have to have, uh, our question, I guess, to get started would be like, what, what are you telling people that are in your shoes when that, the younger version of you that they're going, Hey, I got to get to school. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it in the entrepreneurial world. Like what is that oomph to get you to jump? 
So I think there's a few things here. The first one is having the self-awareness. So something I see that's happening out in the world right now is a lot of people are feeling the pressure to be an entrepreneur. And that's not always the case. Not everyone is an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs need support people. So having that conversation with yourself of like, do I want to be an entrepreneur? Yes or no. Okay. Why do I want to do this? Is this actually my calling? And if it is, go all in, make it happen, figure it out, learn skills that you need and wear those different hats so that you can become a successful entrepreneur. Make sure that you have grit because you need grit. There's going to be so many ups and downs on your journey. Every day is a roller coaster. But if you're listening to this right now and you're like, no, that sounds stressful. I don't want to do that. You don't have to be an entrepreneur, but dial in on skill sets that will allow you to support an entrepreneur's vision that you align with. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in life is being in this situation where they're like, I don't, I don't want to be just a worker or I don't, there are so many businesses out there now that truly have missions and core values in a company culture. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And aligning with a business like that and going all in with their vision, that is admirable. And that Mm -hmm. is something that you can work towards as well. I love the well, Gray. I, you're you're good, go. Just, I love the idea of the skill set. Like, develop a skill set that's valuable in the marketplace. Whether it's like your entrepreneurial skills, maybe you're a good public speaker. Like, we love the public speaking aspect, or maybe you're just really good at crushing the back end work. Like, I'm so good at making funnels, and I'm not, I'm not good at making funnels. I need to get better at it. <laughs> but as an example, like, hey, maybe you're really good at making the funnels, but you're not as good at going and delivering the product. Well, hey, here's what you can do. Here's a valuable skill set that somebody else can benefit from. You talked about grit though. Grit is huge. I've read Brenny Brown's book um, all about grit and bravery and courage. And, and I just love her her writings. And I love her books and I love learning more books. I want to get your book. Go get that on. Is it on Amazon? Before it's on Amazon, Soul Career Clarity by Lauren Turton. Soul Career Clarity. Go cop it. We're getting one of those. But uh, when you talk about grit, like how do you develop grit? You, you, you started at eight years old, right? Selling different. <laughs> that jewelry for candy bars like i would have been your best childhood friend i know i love it i mean you're 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 buying ice cream with it let's go Uh, but how do you develop grit and how do you still maintain consistency and persistence on your vision and your dreams even when a lot of these end up failing and they don't always go your way so when i look back on all of the years of learning experiences I think back on what is it that actually made me keep going? And truly it was a burning desire deep within me that I knew there was more out there for me. I just knew it. It was instinct. It was ingrained in me. It was a part of me. And just leaning into that, even during very hard years, my twenties were very difficult. Imagine dropping out of college several Mm. times the things people said about me to my face, behind my back, feeling like a failure. And that was something I felt for years and I had to overcome that mentally. So just knowing and keep keeping in pursuit of something of a higher goal. And again, it wasn't always easy. There were many years where I wasn't pursuing, but I always knew in my head, there is more out there for you. Be open and keep going. Mm, so good. So good. I love the fact of keep going. 
keep going, like keep moving, keep showing up. It's one of our main principles. Keep showing up. Um, keep showing up. Keep showing up. And, you know, sometimes, yes, giving yourself a break. I'm huge on, you know, self-care, mental self-care, all of those topics. I'm huge on that. And so also leaning into like, all right, I'm almost at burnout. Maybe I need to readjust, pivot, change, take a break, and then come back to things. I'm, I'm really... So- Ray, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. I got another one followed up on that. I, no, it's good. It's good. It's just I, we've had so many of those moments in the last few mm-hmm. weeks with these these things that we're trying to build. And uh, as the entrepreneur mind just keeps going and going, um, what do you do to take breaks? Like you step mm-hmm. away. Uh, what is your go to for uh, taking a little bit of a relaxing time? For me is getting off of electronic devices, cell phone breaks. And it's hard. It is hard because there's so much that takes place on our cell phones. Even if we're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to lay out in the sun and go to the pool for a little bit. Like we have our phones usually there, but trying to be strict with myself on taking breaks, being in nature, nature recharges Mm. me. I love hiking and being outdoors. And um, again, just the cell phone break saying (laughs) like, when I'm out with friends, I'm not going to check my cell phone. I'm going to keep it in my purse and not have it at the table. Things like that help me recharge. And then again, I've I've brought it up before, but I'm really big on mental health, um, going to therapy and other modalities like breath work or Reiki. I'm really passionate about, you know, self-care, diving into past traumas, things like that, because that will allow you to work through things that show up in your business. Mm. Go ahead. Right. Bye. Now you-, <laughs> <laughs> no, you answered my question. You were, I was going to, I was going to hit on the burnout piece because we've had a lot of people reach out in the last couple of weeks and Hey, how do I handle the burnout? I'm getting burnout in my work or I'm getting burnout in my business. If I'm trying to start something new, or I don't even know where to start when I'm getting into a new space, such as the NFT space, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, that's like a, a, such a powerful concept, but you talk about getting to nature, right? Connecting with nature. Yes. I feel like nature's so healing and it just helps you detach, get away. That's why I'm jealous that you live in San Diego. I love San Diego. You get the water, the waves, come on. Um, I know we get everything here. <laughs> it's perfect. It never gets that hot. I guess some days you're like 90, but it's not that bad. Um, for you, Lauren, though, fill us in. Let's shift gears a little bit to the NFT space. I know that you're, you're getting into this and you started a podcast. Go ahead and share with us kind of a little bit about what your mission is with that podcast. I know you're bringing on NFT experts. We're really excited about a new project we're launching soon. And um, you said some really cool things off the air about everybody has an opportunity in this space. So just kind of fill us in on, on what you have going there in the space, some of your art, and then your podcast that you're bringing on other guests that can talk about this at a very high and deep level. So I ventured into the NFT space three months ago. Only three months ago was when I first found out about NFTs. I was scrolling on TikTok and I started seeing NFTs, NFTs, and I started the research phase. Again, I'm not a tech person. So it was very overwhelming for me to even grasp what an NFT was because I'm also not in the crypto space. So after two months of research, feeling it out, I decided I need to take action on the NFT space immediately, Mm. immediately. This will change my life if I take action on it. And I went into the space from the lens as an artist. I have a project called Find the Hair, which I started when I was in community college. So over a decade ago, and it's a project where I take bizarre photos of myself in a rabbit mask. And I have 
hundreds of photos in my collection because I've been doing the project for over a decade. For many years, I showed my work in galleries at art shows. I had a small event company that put on events at all the nightclubs in San Diego. And I started that company so I could show my artwork. And I did that grind and that hustle with my artwork for about five or six years. So I've been out of that scene for a few years now. And pre-COVID, I had an art show booked at a gallery in San Diego in March. Everything got shut down and I couldn't do the gallery show. Well, I did the gallery show about two months ago and it felt so good to be back in the space with my artwork. And this was the time when NFTs started coming up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into the NFT space as an artist. It escalated very quickly. I then from there got in connection with an amazing project called Happy Land Gummy Bears. And I became a community member of Happy Land Gummy Bears. So then I realized, wait, NFTs aren't just for artists. There's also these community projects. And in my research, of course, I'd found out about CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club, mm. but I didn't understand it because I wasn't a part of it. Happy Land Gummy Bears allowed me to become a part of a community. And then I obtained one of their pieces. So from there, I was like, wait, this is, this is huge. All these different layers. So I started looking into the NFT space and I realized where can I provide value here? What's a gap that I can fill in based off of what I do now in the business coaching space? Where are my areas of expertise? And I dialed it into public speaking being able to make strong connections and networking. And I was like, what can I do that combines those skills? I was like, oh, I can start a podcast and I can bring in experts from the NFT space to interview them on their areas of expertise. So I'm in the process right now of recording, ex ex recording episodes for freedom with NFTs and my goal is to launch by the end of this month. Very nice. It, the oh. NFT space has just exploded and we haven't been in it that long either. You know, we've, we've been in it for, I've been in crypto, I guess, for like eight months now. And then mm -hmm. NFTs specifically for probably about three, four months. And, and what was it for you that was like the aha, like, this is real. Like, this is a big thing moment. You know, as an entrepreneur and someone who's always looking out for opportunities, I've always felt like, I've been late to the game in so many spaces. And when I saw where NFTs are now, I was like, this is your opportunity, Lauren, to get into an industry at the beginning stages and absolutely crush it with leveraging the skills that you already have. And so that's what I've been doing is just getting into the space, networking. Twitter is massive in the mm. NFT space. So if you're thinking about getting into NFTs, start that Twitter now and mm. just start posting and retweeting and being in the Twitter space. And from there, it's, it's escalated very quickly. I've been <laughs> shocked at how quick this has happened in the space. Again, I am being proactive and taking action, um, but it's an incredible time to get into it. We're so early it's we are so early in the grand scheme of things like we he lives in phoenix and we mm -hmm. were saying that there's not even the amount of people who live in phoenix there's less than that on open sea right now you know and that is unbelievable when you think about it and then also just I, i've said it but i really want you guys to take this home is in regards to leveraging the skills that you have now in the nft space 
there are so many experts that are needed in regards to the different projects, the collections that are out there, podcasts, public speaking, networking, event production, everyone is needed in the NFT space, not just artists or collectors. So good. I I remember Ray was trying to get me into this and we were doing some speaking engagements in California this summer and we were, we were all over the map. So my mind's like dead set on, Hey, we got to get here. We got to crush this, do this. And he's like, dude, check this, check this, uh, a junkyard dog that I just got. Check this rat sewer rat that I got. I'm like, dude, what are you spending money on? Like, why are you buying these things? And he's like, dude, trust me, like keep doing it. And he kept sending me stuff, sending me stuff for like six to eight months. And I'm like, I'm the same as you where I had, I was not invested in crypto at all. Now I'm turning the page and saying, I need to get in now. And I feel like I'm still a little late, but I'm like, I need to get in now. And then I, I see all of these different uh, NFTs all over the place. I'm like, man, there's a big community behind this. And then we enter some of the discords. Cause I'm like, okay, we got to dive in and see what are they doing too so v friends the sevens a couple other ones and i'm sitting here like this is an interesting community there's a bunch of people that are rallying behind certain things and then they have that emotional connection so say i like this follow your dreams thing and i'm like hey shout out mac miller legendary like i'm like i like this i'm not selling this thing unless you give me five hundred dollars you know and so it's like this Mm -hmm. emotional attachment to these things um what do you have to say lauren to the people out there because in our space and, and something that we fight against sometimes not only with the athletes because a lot of our athletes are pursuing college or professional careers. And then the parents or the coaches where it's like, you need to do one thing, master that one thing, only do one thing. I'm in the boat for my mentor, man. He, he wears a trillion different hats, maybe too many, but he is so diverse in his skill sets. Like you said, he's developed skill sets in so many different arenas that he's valuable in any market. And I'm on that boat too, where I'm a man, we've got to diversify. We've got to do other things. There's always opportunities. You say, Hey, looking out for opportunities. What is your best advice to somebody who's sitting there and is really nervous right now to dive into something new, whether it's NFTs, a new business, a new career shift that is like, I don't know if I can do this yet, but like, I have this deeper calling, this deeper meaning that there's something more out there for my life. Step one, do an audit of your life. Do a deep dive on who it is you're spending time with, Mm. what it is you're consuming, whether that be uh, beverages or substances. Take a look at what you're consuming in regards to nutrition and really do a deep dive on everything in your life and take a look at what you can eliminate from your life that is not serving your higher Mm. calling. And this can be hard because you could be eliminating relationships from your life. You could be drastically changing what it is you're consuming on social media. We choose what we consume on social media. So unfollowing pages, making choices not to binge on Netflix and to do your research for a few hours each night on a new topic, like do that self-work. And then from there, go into this new venture and space with like a clear mind, clear lens, all of that. And remember, there are some people who can't multitask, who only can go all in on one thing at a time. So having that conversation with yourself, am I able to multitask? Yes or no. If the answer is no, don't try to be someone that is doing multiple things at a time, have self-awareness. But if you are someone who is able to multitask, get really good at time blocking and managing your schedule and having non-negotiables during the buildup phase or the research phase. 
but just being utterly self-aware of like who you are as a person and then making the adjustments needed so that you can pursue properly. That's really good. That's really, really good. What's like just hitting on the non-negotiables uh, um, for our viewers that might not know what that is. Like, what's an example of a non-negotiable, maybe for you in your life that you're like, Hey, there's no negotiating this thing or like I'm doing this and this is what I'm doing. And, and that's the bottom line. What's an example for one? So, of those? so for me is a morning routine mm -hmm. and my non-negotiable during my morning routine is I don't use my cell phone for the at least the first hour that I'm awake. That for me is a non-negotiable. And sometimes, you know, I, every now and then I'll catch myself on my phone, checking things when I first wake up. I'm like, no phone down. Yeah. <laughs> I need at least an hour to myself in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I need slow wake-ups. I need to be able to like do my thing, get ready, meditate, you know, get, get my outfit going, walk my dog. Like I'm not a morning person. So having that hour to myself where I have no other distractions is really important to me for other people. It could look like, you know, exercising in the morning. Cause they know they're not going to exercise later in the day, meditating, prayer, things in that realm, like having a routine that serves you in the morning and having that be a non-negotiable is huge. And then also time blocking. Mm. And really being aware of the schedule that you need to keep in order to pursue your goals. I go through phases with non-negotiables when it comes to social commitments. So I'll take a look at the phase that I'm in. And if I'm in a phase in my life, in my business, where it's like I'm building, then I won't do social commitments. I'll say, I'm not going to do social things for a month or so, two months, whatever it needs to be. And I'll communicate that with my friends. Like, Hey, I'm taking a break. See you guys in three months. And then come back to the adding things in. So just, you know, being utterly self-aware, I think is what it comes down to with non-negotiables. Yeah. Time blocking is something I think I need to get better at because right. I'll sit down and I'll just start on something and I'll look up and it's 7 PM. And it's like, gosh, okay, well maybe next time. <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing too, I think with entrepreneurial mindset in life is that we can get so wrapped up in what it is that we're doing that we push away things that are important. For example, eating, making sure that you schedule in a proper lunch and that you're properly nourished so that you can pursue everything that you're doing. And on big projects where you're like, oh my gosh, time just disappeared. I spent 10 hours on this. Maybe there were a few other things you needed to do that day as well, but the time blocking, that'll help you a lot. And also it'll prevent burnout. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. For you, I know you guys just, uh, you're a partner for a, a new restaurant that's just opened in San Diego, right? Chow Chow, is that correct? Yes. So um, the restaurant I'm a partner at is called Chow Chow Piadina. We're located in San Diego, specifically La Jolla. And we opened in April. We were supposed to open pre-COVID. And so we opened up a year later, but so thankful we finally did open. Um, and that's been a massive project. Because again, uh, supposed to open pre-COVID. So we were developing it for about two years before opening. The art is fantastic. I don't, you, I think you played somewhat of a part of it or, you know, handpicked or whatever, but the art in this place, B, you got to check it out. Is It looks legit. It looks like an NFT itself. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so awesome. much. Yes. Myself and one of the other partners at the restaurant, we designed everything in the restaurant, including the custom mural in the back of the restaurant and the wallpaper in our soon to be coffee shop. Um, we took elements from the city that he's from in Rimini, Italy, 
and we combined it with David, the most famous Italian sculpture to create a very appealing mural. And then we took elements from the mural and we put it into the wallpaper and attention to detail on this. I have to share this because so much attention to detail (laughs) for anyone who physically comes to my restaurant in San Diego. I want you to take a look at the wallpaper. That's when you enter the restaurant to the right. It is a custom or no, it's a continual print, six panels of wallpaper. The logistics for that was three weeks just for the printing of that. That's how adamant we were about certain levels of detail in the restaurant was we wanted the panels to be continuous. That's very difficult to do when you see the wallpaper and you see the walls. That's legit. I love it. We got to pop in when we get down to La Jolla. My wife actually worked at UCSD. Uh, for a little while. And I was down at USD last two years. So um, yeah, oh, nice. we'll pop in, man, for sure. Bye. Did you have another question for Lauren? We're going to, we're going to finish you off with a, a game, a little bit of a game we have for you. Yeah. <laughs> we sprung in it on you. Um, but <laughs> bye. If you wanted to ask Lauren one more question before we get into that. Yeah. One uh, is, are there really good, tall, dark uh, roast coffees at the coffee shop? How <laughs> good. We have oh, Italian no, coffee. Yes, of Let's course. Go. We have an espresso machine. Hey, load me up, load me up. We're, we're stopping it in November when we're down there. Um, oh, perfect. Lauren, think, I, want, I want to just kind of finish it off here and then we'll get into the game here with the, the risk taking, right? I think taking risks, mm-hmm. you've moved from Ohio to Long Beach, you've moved up to Portland, you went down to San Diego, you're all over the place, right? And sometimes for, for people, it's hard to move. I feel like I'm a little more nomadic and it's a little easier for me because I feel like I'm more alive when I'm on, on the road or going different places. Um, Think about taking risks, like like what was going through your mind with some of these new ventures that you've entered into when you were first getting started? And especially with the click funnel aspect. I'm very intrigued with click funnels. I've been watching Russell Branson for a while. I've got both his books or a couple of his books, and we're working on an online program too to maximize and scale because we ran into the same problem. We can only be so many places at so many times. How can we scale this online? Um, so kind of a two-part question. One, how do you utilize click funnels still if you still do or if you didn't? How would you recommend? using that for a business to scale online. And the number two, when you're getting ready to take a risk, like what do you have to fight against or what have you fought against in that pursuit of that new dream, that new goal, that new opportunity that you're getting ready to release? So for anyone who's listening, who's like a service-based business, or you have knowledge, skills, and expertise, I highly recommend that you take that information and you put it into an online course or online program so that you can start serving others in the online space. And a way that you can do that is through platforms like ClickFunnels. And yes, I still use ClickFunnels that houses all of my membership sites. And so I think it's really important for entrepreneurs to have an understanding of the different um, avenues and ways that they are going to be scaling their business, but that does not mean you have to learn everything that goes into it. So I would recommend outsourcing, having someone put your content on ClickFunnels for you. There are experts that you can find on Fiverr and Upwork who you can pay to do this for you because that allows you to stay in your zones of genius in regards to working with your clients. So having an understanding of like what ClickFunnels is, what is this platform? What is it doing? And making sure you properly understand it so that when you're communicating with someone you just outsource to, it all gels and makes sense. So that's what I would recommend. <laughs> I, like I love ClickFunnels. Um, 
I love that platform out of all of the different ones that are out there. I also love the community that's behind it and the person who created it. So there's so much to learn from Russell Brunson. His books are incredible. So dive into any books that he's read that will help you understand what he's created. And then can you repeat the second question? Yes, absolutely. That's huge, right? That helps me because we've been on that on that verge. Um, so think about the risk taking piece, like when you were getting ready to to dive into ClickFunnels, even because that to me is a risk. It's like, ah, I got to put this financial piece first. Is it going to work out? What if it fails? What if nobody gets to my my program? What if nobody clicks on my Facebook ad? What if nobody even wants to purchase this program? And it was a waste of my time. Like, I guess that risk taking piece, how do you like go up against that risk? I heard something really good in church the other day. It was like, sometimes it looks like this mountain standing in front of you. And for me, hiking all the time, I see these mountains and they're, they look immovable. But in reality, it's just a little speed bump that if we just pursue into it and lean into it, like you said earlier, we can push through it. But when that risk taking piece comes in, how do you like fight against that natural uh, part of yourself? That's like, ah, I'm going to stay comfortable. I'm going to stay in my comfort mm. zone and, and lean into that risk, lean into that failure. So something to understand is when you are taking risks and you're pursuing these higher dreams, these higher goals, there are going to be things that you do that at the time might not serve what it is you're doing. So you could look at it as like, oh, I wasted my time learning learning that. And I've done that many times where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I need to do that. And then I get into it and I'm like, oh, I don't, I actually didn't need to spend three hours reading about that. So yeah, you are going to get involved in some things that maybe didn't serve you at that time. But what's interesting is usually down the line, what you think doesn't serve you at that time comes back at Mm. some point. So that's something to keep in mind as well as like, you're going to be experiencing some things that maybe you didn't need at that time, but then that is going to lead you to something else that will lead to something else that will lead to something else. So it's what we touched on earlier about the, you know, the concept of just keep going grit, moving forward and just knowing like I am on this mission. I know I'm pursuing something and there's going to be all these things that come up along the way and they will serve a purpose at some point. Mm. So good. So good. You're never losing. If you're learning. Exactly. I, I, I respect that. So. Oh, and then one other thing that kind of came through for me as we wrap it up, Yeah. keep relationships with those that you meet along your journey. Mm. So I'll give a perfect example. There is someone that I recently signed as a client who I was always so nice with, friendly with when I would see this person in person at a lot of events, it was about five, five years ago. And I've not talked to that person since then, but I keep showing up on social media and I'm consistent with the content I put up there. This person reached out. Hey, I'm ready to work with you. Can I sign into one of your programs? And I was like, what? And then later on, this person was like, you were always so kind with me. You were always so nice with me. Your content is incredible. I want to work with you. So this is just an example of how like being a, you know, a genuine, authentic, kind, caring person can really really connect with people and you never know when they're going to show up again. So just really keeping in that as you're on your journey, everyone you meet along the way is there for a reason and you never know when they're going to come back around. Gosh, great advice for, for life, for business. You know, uh, I, I, we talk about not burning bridges, even in the coaching world, right? Like same thing. You're always going to cross paths with someone. It's not that big of a world, you know, especially in the industry. So 
Uh, this has been great. I mean, I think we've taken a lot. I mean, we, we might have to hire you as our business coach as well, you know, Let's talk. Um, so, um, but we're going to jump into a quick little game for you. Um, we call it on it or off it, uh, kind of like buy or sell, right? So I'm going to relay 10 quick, uh, things you're going to say you are on it for it or off it against it. And a quick little one sentence as to why. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Okay. Right? And even if, even bigger twist there are some random nfts thrown into this list if you don't know them you don't know them but if you hate them tell us okay <laughs> okay are we ready number one weightlifting on it why oh because it makes my body look stronger very good and my uh, body stronger <laughs> rom-coms ew no <laughs> don't don't like awesome. uh, Loot for adventurers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, perfect. That weird NFT out there. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Don't care. <laughs> Video games. They serve a purpose for some people, but not me. But now that I'm in the NFT space, yes, because a lot of people who are into video games are in NFTs. So yay. Big time. Uh, pudgy penguins. Don't know. <laughs> Mexican food. Duh, yes, especially in San Diego. Yep, perfect. Uh, beaches. I really like having the beach next to me, but I don't go on it a lot because of the sand, the wind. It's yep. stressful for me. I would prefer to go to a pool. Okay, respect that. Star Wars. Don't care. <laughs> and last one, Disneyland. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't want to go there. That's stressful. People, things. I I'm good. <laughs> There's a lot of people there, man. Very I would good. prefer to go to Magic Mountain. Oh, roller coasters. Big fan. Um, Terrified. Absolutely terrified really? of heights to the point of passing out on them. But I'll still go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good for you. Risk taker right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very gritty. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Well, Lauren, we appreciate you coming on. This has been a blast and, and we're super excited. Um, before we leave, before we even forget about it, where can people find you? Social media, podcasts, websites, if they want to work with you, if somebody's like, hey, I need to take this next step, this next leap, or just reach out for advice, where can they find you? Every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I host free trainings in my Facebook community. And they're on mindset and business expansion. And you can register by going to join.laurenturton.com. And on Insta, same thing, Lauren Turton, send me a DM and uh, let's connect. Perfect. Let's go. This has been great. Thank you so much for spending your time with us, spending your morning. I know you have a uh, beautiful San Diego that you could be outside and enjoying right now, but uh, this has been great. Again, we've taken a lot from this and I think the people listening have too. So I hope they go and check you out. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. I hope you have a good day and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.